This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Owen Alabado, the president of Northern Door Pride. How's it going, Owen? Good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we wanted to have you in this week because you have a pretty cool event that's coming up, what, on Thursday? This Thursday, yes. Right. So tell me just a little bit about what's going on. I want to talk about kind of the whole Northern Door Pride story, but just give us a little tease of what people can expect coming Thursday. Well, Thursday, we're bringing four local artists together, including myself, to sing some songs from Broadway. And the theme of the cabaret is love and all the different angles, aspects, and colors of love in our everyday lives. Yeah, the, the cabaret is called For the Love of Love, am I right? For the Love of Love. All right, so that sounds like it's going to be really cool. Like I said, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But before we do that, let's rewind. Let's just go back to the beginning. Tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, how you came to Door County, all of that. Yes, I am originally from Janesville, Wisconsin. I went to college in Stevens Point for uh, musical theater and acting. And uh, I met a man named Michael Holmes, who owns restaurants up here, uh, the Wickman House and Trixie's. And that's how I found myself visiting here every summer for the last 10 years and just progressively falling in love with Door County because it's a magical place. It's like a Hallmark movie every day. And I'm very blessed to live here. I lived in L.A. for 17 years. So after college, I did some regional theater and then made the big leap to L.A., where mostly I worked in film and television and as well as stand up. So my experience kind of shifted from theater and dance to more in front of the camera and on stage making people laugh. Yeah, and uh, Door County makes a lot of sense for film and stand-up, right? It's a really great place to do that, right? Well, in a way, I was like, if I ever could make films anywhere, it would be here. Because my work in film and television kind of lent itself to... The industry was like, hey, you need to start making your own content. And my agent was like, you know, if you can make a YouTube channel, make a web series. So that is exactly what I did. I made my own web series it's called Dudes. It's on YouTube. If you type in Dude Sitcom, you can watch all seven episodes. And it was such a amazing and rewarding experience making your own web series because it taught me all of the you know, ins and outs of filmmaking, the sound, the lighting, the angles. And then I, I taught myself how to edit. I trained with some people that were teaching editing at UCLA and some other filmmakers that helped me through the process. So when I came up here, I was like, what a great place to make movies. So I haven't given up on that part of my life. And even stand-up is something that I know that I'll be able to do up here someday too. So when I made the decision to move here, it wasn't like, oh, I'm starting my whole a whole new life and career it was more like i'm just shifting where i make art because la was very business-like and i missed that artistry i missed creating because it's a hamster in a wheel lifestyle it's a grind you're it's a rat race and so now i get to breathe now i get to sit down and write now I get to create. When you frame it that way, it makes a lot more sense because Door County is a fantastic place for artists. So I totally feel it there. How long did you say you were doing film and television? Probably around 15 years. Okay, so when you when you said like shifting into content, you were kind of right at that 
like that time period where it was like, hey, YouTube is like a viable career. And I always think of the word content now as a double-edged sword because it like takes your art, the thing that you are pouring your passion into and turning it into just like a daily, here's content I made. Here's some content. But I'm just curious what that like transition was. Did it feel like strange or did it feel kind of like liberating like oh i can i can do all sorts of stuff on my own too it definitely felt like i was finally able to like put my voice my talent in whether it be writing or just acting right for the world to see i definitely was a little bit late on the game youtube was already flourishing at that time and the transition to shorter attention spans did affect what I was trying to do. Cause my web series was between 10 to 15 minute episodes. And I was aiming more towards pitching it as a, as a sitcom to studios and using the web series as a platform. But I definitely think now the way, you know, content is it's very TikTok, short 15 second minute clips where I'm just turned 42 last week. Yes. <laughs> I forgot how old I was, but you know, I'm a little old school. So like the whole little tiny little, they're funny, but I think generally speaking, our society has decreased our attention spans for sure. Well, yeah. And when you think about these major content platforms and how they monetize and how like how the algorithm picks you up, it becomes this weird set of like constantly moving goalposts. YouTube was originally like, it's got to be 10 minutes. 10 minutes is the sweet spot. I remember there was a time where you couldn't produce anything over 10 minutes. And then they were like, okay, everybody's putting out weekly or daily 10 minute videos. And then they shifted to, well, it's not about how many views you get. It's about how long people are watching your stuff. So then it's like, you know, then you can make a two hour video as long as people are watching it and you have that like constant hit. Mm. And it, it's always like shifting who's being prioritized. Right. So like for a while, animators could do pretty well on YouTube because they could put something in that like five minute to 10 minute zone out every couple of weeks. And then when they were like, no, it's got to be daily and you got to keep people watching it then it's like there's no way an animator can make something like that then you have platforms like tiktok like you mentioned where it's like the quicker the better constant like if if you see a viral video on tiktok and then you check out their page you'll see that same exact idea repeated maybe 10 times just trying slight variations to see which one the algorithm grabs and turns viral so it's just these weird parameters that they put on creation in order to get your stuff out there. We're getting a little bit into the weeds on content creation, but it, <laughs> it is a, it's a really interesting thing to think about when you have the power to move to a place like this and still create something that you wouldn't think you could make here, like film or TV or something. But then also think about like, what platforms do you put those things out in? So many things that artists do in Door County, they put out to Door County, you know, galleries, shows, those types of things. But trying to think of this as a place to produce content that has more of a global appeal is it's a really interesting thing. It really is a, I know I think I've already said this, a magical place. And I think there's so much untapped resources here to um, not only collaborate within the artist community, but also the places that you can make content here. There's so much history and there's so much beauty and what makes Door County, Door County? And that's a question that any artist that wants to incorporate Door County in whatever they're trying to make, what makes Door County, Door County, you know? And 
I'm starting to learn that like, it's not just the beauty, it's, it's the community and it's the history and it's the open arms. Like, you know, I don't know how many new people I have met in the last six months that are just moving here that don't know anyone. And they're couples that, you know, bought a house up here and they're now able to work remote. So they're living here and they don't know Door County like even I know Door County, and I don't even know it that well as much as someone who's lived here their whole life or have been visiting every summer for the last 30 years. And it's just presenting Door County in a way that makes people be like, wow, this really is a special place. And you're so super lucky to live here. And like, you could move up here not knowing anybody, not knowing what you're going to do. And you can find like one or two people who will get their hooks in you and then introduce you to everybody else. This is a community that's very quick to make you a part of the fabric. Even though we talk about like who's a local and who's a native and who's this and what do you have to do to become a local at the same time, those locals aren't like, you know, get out of here kind of thing. It's they want you to be a part of this. I was told six years. Six years? I think five or six years. I don't know. It was, I, I said I was local once. I was like, oh, I'm a local to somebody. And they were like, no, you're not. You have to be here at least, I think they said five, six years yeah. or something. It's it's a constantly changing criteria. <laughs> I know some people were like, well, you got you to gotta stay in the winter. If you can make it through your first winter, then you're a local. Other times people, it's like not how long you've been here, but the things that you do that make you a local, like the places that you go or those types of things. It, I have been here six years now. So under your criteria, I'm a local, but I don't know <laughs> if I, I don't know if I feel like a local or if I ever will, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I do feel part of this community. It's just kind of a, a weird dichotomy in that way. Well, I think if anyone looks at my bank account statements and see how many charges I have from Husby's, I'm a local. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, with Husby's, I don't think you're a local until you have your picture on the wall next to the people who don't pay their tabs. I'll have to work on that one. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's the other one. So you, you move up here. You talked about your connection to Mike Holmes and Wickman House and Trixie's and that kind of stuff. Walk me through the last two years and, and how did the idea of Northern Door Pride come up? So when I moved here, it was obviously... During the heat of the pandemic, it was, you know, April 2020. And, uh, you know, it, it's obviously not the most ideal way to be introduced to living in a new city, especially after you lived in the same city for 17 years. And once, you know, things started to, you know, feel like they were, quote unquote, going back to normal, which it will never. But I mean, to a certain extent, June was approaching last year and I was like, Part of the reason why I left LA is because I wasn't able to do the things that I wanted to do outside of waking up, teaching my classes at the gym, going to two to three auditions a day, and then working in my restaurant at night. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. I wasn't able to do much outside of that. Back in the day, you know, I was a very active person in social injustice, president of, you know, the human relations. I was in Stevens Point. I was the multicultural diversity director. I was the first non-black person to win the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Award for Southern Wisconsin when I was in high school. So this part of my life has always been important to me, but I've been able to exercise the work that I used to be able to do outside of career. And so when June was approaching, I was like, okay, let's throw a pride up here. It's never been done out here. I know that in Sturgeon Bay, they have open door pride and they have a pride celebration on Saturday. But unfortunately, most of us are working in the hospitality in an industry and can't go anywhere on a Saturday because we all have to work. So I was like, well, let's do a Tuesday or Wednesday because that's the day that my restaurants are 
clothes that I work at. And then I went to a buddy of mine who's part of the Parks and Rec Committee. So I asked him, I asked my buddy Chad Kadanko, I was like, hey, and he's like, oh, well, we're actually having a meeting this week about whether or not they're going to allow events at the town hall or the pavilion in the space. And so I'm like, okay. So I waited until they voted and they they were voted that, you know, they were going to allow events to happen. So the date that I chose for Pride was literally like 10 days later. So I had 10 days to plan this Pride event. And through the help of some amazing people, through the friends and, and people of the community, they uh, helped me get raffle prizes. I had DJ Brawny, amazing Josh Miller, come and be the DJ. And we basically, you know, put this together in such a short time. And it was so successful. We had so many people like, why, why didn't you ask me to help? Or why didn't you ask me? Cause I've only been here like less than a year and a half and I'm still learning people and like, please be involved next year. It was just so amazing how many people were supportive and came to support this event. And it, it just, it warms my heart to see like these young kids who looked around and said, wow, look at all these people that are supporting this. And these older LGBT couples in tears telling me they never thought they would ever see this in their lifetime. Like all of it just came together. And I remember, I'll never forget this. Everyone was dancing and it was towards the end of the event and the lights were going and I was by the donation table in the back and I was just watching everyone. And I just had like this like tear roll down my face and be like, this is amazing to see how all these people came together and to support pride and something that's obviously very near and dear to my heart and to watch it just come together so amazingly. And that's when I was like, okay, let's make this a nonprofit, something that I'm not familiar with. So I had to do like, you know, how do I become a nonprofit research, did the whole thing. And so um, after that was when Northern door pride was, was really born. Yeah. Wow. Just having 10 days to pull it all together. On one hand, it's like, that's, that's such a short turnaround. But on the other hand, it's like, it must've been this like kind of amazing burst of energy to be like, okay, let's do this really quick. Cause the other end of the spectrum is having too long to plan it and always being like, okay, are we ready? Is this it? Just having to jump in and do it. I feel like must've been really interesting. It's also my MO to be honest. Yeah. I am such a person that can work under pressure. Meaning like if you give me something with a very short deadline, I'll be able to execute it swimmingly. You give me something that like I have three months to work on. I'll just like, I'll work on it here and there. And then like, you know, so it's definitely something that I, I can say that I've done many times in my life. Do you feel like that's a theater thing? Cause I feel that way a lot too, because everything's an emergency in theater. It has to like, you got to make the changes right now. You got to do it. You got to fix this mm -hmm. thing right now. And so being able to like, do that is a hallmark of somebody who works in theater. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like even doing stand up, like being like thrown into a show last minute where you're not prepared or, or even, you know, an audition where like the casting director will be like, Oh, you know what? We don't want you for this part here. Take this script. Here's 10 pages, yeah. go out in the hall and, and memorize it. And I'm one of those people that love that stuff. A lot, of, a lot of other actors were like, oh my God, it was the worst. Oh my gosh, I love that stuff. Give me it. And I'll go in there and give me 20 minutes and I'll be off book. Like I love, I love pressure to perform, I guess. That yeah. makes sense. Well, and like you never want something to go wrong during a performance, but when they do those, they're always like the most exciting experiences to try to fix those on the fly. And then you talk to people afterwards who saw the show and they're, you're like, oh, I can't believe this went wrong. And they're like, oh, I didn't even notice anything went wrong. And you're like, oh, well, here's the, you know, 
10 minutes that we all spent frantically trying to fix it before anyone would notice. <laughs> and yeah. So Northern Door Pride had its first event last year, but you don't just do the Pride event, right? You've, you've done other events kind of keeping Northern Door Pride top of mind for folks. Yes, that's exactly what I, because in all transparency, we're still waiting on our, we filed for our 501c status in December and we're, because I think of COVID people are, they're, they're waiting a long time for their approval letter. I yeah. actually talked to a friend at the Y and she's saying that she's part of this nonprofit and it took them like six months to get their approval letter or something crazy like that. Yeah. Nobody works in any of these departments anymore. And like some, the janitor will see the flashing light on the voicemail and be like, oh, we should probably get back to that. <laughs> so unfortunately by not being a 501c yet, there's certain parameters that we can work in. And so by keeping, like you said, Northern Door Pride on people's minds, we did throw a Halloween party. I think Halloween has always been a very big part of LGBT community, especially like living in, you know, LA for so long, like West Hollywood Halloween party is like the biggest in the US. So we did that. Then we did like, like I want to do a holiday thing. So we did this holiday ultimate game night. So I called it hugging at the bowl. So we did it at the bowling alley and um, we just got a, like a mishmash of people playing these like crazy fun games. And it was just so fun watching, you know, everyone like come together, you know, during the holidays and, you know, just have fun. And like people who normally wouldn't hang out together and then just seeing them interact. It's, it's the whole point of like, right. you know, the community. Yes, this is an LGBT focused organization, but it's also about the community in general, like bringing everyone together that normally wouldn't have a conversation or, you know, people who don't feel like they're, they're like, they're on the outside looking in like, no, come on in, come on in. You're welcome here. Northern Door Pride is about being the best version of yourself. And whether you're gay, straight, bisexual, trans, anything in between, this is about you being the best version and being around people who support that version of yourself. And so Obviously, this is a small community. It's a small county. There isn't a high number of LGBTQ people up here. And so, you know, we want to get everyone together that supports the community as well. So through Northern Door Pride events, I think that's what the focus has been with us is like getting people together and supporting the arts and supporting, you know, just inclusion and diversity and also just joy. I think... So we get so wrapped up in what's going on on the outside world, whether it be COVID, whether it be a war that's over here, whether it be the division that's in this country, the awful things that are happening outside of our walls. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to just laugh and, and have fun with people and realize that, you know, yes, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in this world and a lot of changes that need to happen, but it has to start with us. And if we feel comfortable with each other as a community, there's so much more difference we can make as a whole. Yeah. You mentioned getting people together who might not otherwise hang out with each other. And that kind of struck me because being a part of the LGBT community is not your entire identity. It's, it's one facet of who you are. And so you have tradespeople and artists, young, old, everywhere in between coming together and uniting around this thing that they share, but it's not, it's not all that they are. And so you, you just have this myriad of different people. I love the Halloween event, the Carrie's prom that you did seeing photos from that, just a cool, like 
fun way to do something all together and, and keeping people thinking about that community. Cause that's part of your mission, right? Can you walk me through your mission and, and what Northern door pride stands for? The mission is to create inclusion within the community and create a safe space for everyone and to celebrate, you know, all of our differences coming together to not only be a presence up here to show people, Hey, we're here we're present, we're part of this community, but we want to make a difference. And like, that's, that's kind of what our next step is in the evolution of Northern Door Pride. And I'm calling it the NDP initiative. And once we become the 501C, there's so much more we can do. I would love to create a scholarship at Gibraltar and have that student that wants to go to school at Stevens Point for musical theater and then may not have the support, the financial support or the support from the family and like, you know, to, to go pursue their dreams because, you know, they've always felt like they were that theater kid that never was accepted and, you know, and now has this beautiful scholarship that we work so hard to get. And I want to be in a resource for LGBTQ tourists. I want people to be able to come to us and be like, hey, who's a realtor, the coffee shop, where's the restaurants that are LGBT supportive? Where are the places that we should, you know, support because they support us? And that's a question I'm sure a lot of LGBT visitors come up here that have never been up here before. I would love to do more outreach in, in the community to be a resource for a business who may wants to educate themselves more on diversity and inclusion and how we can help them get to that point where they feel completely comfortable with inclusion and understanding, you know, whether it be the pronouns or whether it be, you know, just education within the LGBT community. So, yeah, I mean, there, you know, I will say I, I started this nonprofit kind of like not really knowing exactly what I was doing because I don't have experience in nonprofit work, but it's definitely been an amazing learning experience and like doing the research and, and talking to people and the amount of people here too that are offering help. I just had uh, lunch the other day with uh, this woman who has experience and, you know, she came to an event and, and she's like, well, anything I can do to help. And she has two kids who are, who, who are identify as LGBT and just the, the conversation, I learned so much from her. And that's what this is all about is educating ourselves and getting to that point where we are making a difference. One of the things that I definitely found, you know, eye-opening when I was doing my research about nonprofit work was when you start a nonprofit, you have to obviously have a problem that you're trying to fix. Whether, okay, let's say it's homelessness in the city. So you start a nonprofit to help homelessness. And well, once that homelessness is gone, let's say we've everyone, there's everyone's off the street. Well, is your nonprofit even needed anymore? Because if there's no homelessness in your city, your nonprofit no longer needs to exist. So I thought about that question. Like if let's say everyone in Door County, I mean, may not be in our lifetime, but maybe it will, is super accepting and then like inclusion exists and and no one gives a crap whether you're black, white, gay, straight, this, that, or the other, and everyone just is living in harmony. Like what, what would the purpose even of Northern Door Pride even be? So I started to think about that and I started like boiling in my brain and I'm like, just being a resource to help people be the best versions. And I know I've already said this already about being the best version of yourself, but just that, that mental health is such a huge issue in today's world that to have a group that tells you, Hey, you're not that you're great. And you deserve friends. You deserve a life. You deserve happiness, no matter who you are. 
And I kind of feel like that is my driving force when I first started this group, because I mean, I came from a big city, like LA pride, huge, right? And there's a lot of stuff that needs to be even done in bigger cities like LA, which is a very progressive liberal city, right? And so Door County, I'm like, obviously it's not drowning in LGBT people that are living up here, but there is still a need for this. And there's still a need to create this space because I know that there's some kid out there in Door County who have parents who do not accept who they are. And we need to be that voice and show those parents like, hey, you, this isn't right. Love your child for who they are and be there for them. Because I know personally how dark and, and scary it is to have family hate you or not accept you. So I know that that need is still there. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, not having a ton of experience and starting a nonprofit and that kind of stuff. But I found that you don't necessarily need to be the one who's super experienced in that kind of thing to get it going as long as you're passionate and you surround yourself with people who do have that expertise. And Owen, you are clearly very passionate about this. So the the work that you're doing is super important. And I'm glad that you came on to talk about all of that. And it sounds like, you know, moving to Door County that's the place to surround yourself with people who are good at this kind of thing and, you know, can help you out with it. So uh, I think that the future for Northern Door Pride is very bright. The very immediate future of Northern Door Pride is this week. And I want to talk a little bit about it before we take a break and jump into the cabaret coming up. Is there anything else that's important that you want people to know about Northern Door Pride or anything like that before we jump into the event? Just know that Northern Door Pride, even though we're an infant in our process of becoming a full-fledged nonprofit, we're here to support. And there are resources that we can find or help you find, or just be there to, to help. And just, you know, go on the website, www.northerndoorpride.com and reach out to us. And we'd like to help in any way possible. That's great. With that, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about For the Love of Love, the cabaret coming up on Thursday. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. Okay, we are back. So For the Love of Love is a cabaret that's coming up on Thursday at the Donald and Carol Crest Pavilion in Egg Harbor. Correct. Tell me a little bit about why you wanted to do a cabaret and, and kind of how this got rolling. Well, it was born by a few other people and I having a conversation. Zephyr Caesar, Brandon Bogenschutz, and Logan Thomas. I met them right before I was casting for a short film that I made last March. They were in it. They were actors in, in the, the movie, a short film that called Two Truths and a Lie. And through that, we started having conversations about like, wow, it'd be so great if we could do like a small show. And Logan was like, what about Little Shop of Horrors? And then we were talking about Company or, and some, some other shows. And, and I was like, you guys, let's start a little smaller because I don't know if we're going to have the resources or, you know, the people up here to do that at this moment. And so then we started talking about a cabaret. So that's something we've been like just having conversations about. And then finally, you know, when things were starting to clear up and it would look like we could do an event like that, 
they were like, let's do a cabaret. And, and I thought to myself, well, let's make it around Valentine's Day and make it the theme about love and about loving yourself and loving your fellow humans, like the heartbreak of love, the ins and outs of it, loving your family. And so that's where Northern Door Pride came in. And I met with the officers and we had a board meeting and I brought it up and asked if this would be something that we would like to put our our stamp on and, you know, be the sponsor, the people throwing the, the cabaret. And they were all for it, 100%, another, you know, awesome, fun event that Northern Door Pride was putting on. And that's kind of where it went from there. And yeah, just going along with that theme that, you know, that I've talked about just now, you know, just about love, about loving yourself and your fellow humans. I'm a big fan of any time young people get together and say, we want to do this thing. How can we do this thing? Let's find the thing that lets us do this thing that we want to do. So it, it's cool that the message of the cabaret and Northern Door Pride synced up in that way mm-hmm. and are able to do something cool. And, you know, like you talked about with the holiday party and the, the Halloween party, Northern Door is putting on these really cool kind of different events. And you, you don't see a lot of cabarets in Door County. Door County has an incredible theater scene up here. There's a ton of really great equity theaters and community theater and all this stuff. But opportunities for locals to get involved and to be on stage and to, to perform can be few and far between. So it's it's cool to have that kind of energy and, and taking that step to be like, where do we do it? Oh, let's do it here. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do it that way. And they are so supportive. The Crest Pavilion, Jess Reinke has been nothing but amazing. That's actually where I, I showed my, um, the premiere of my short film was at the Crest Pavilion. And so when I reached out to them about this, they were so supportive. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it came together. And, and that's the thing when you say, you know, about locals, it's like, yeah, we're having it in the dead of winter in February. And it's about, it's about the community here. And don't get me wrong. Like if you're a tourist and you want to come up for this on a Thursday, by all means, we would love that. And I, and, and he, even seeing the amount of people that have RSVP'd through the website, by the way, you don't have to RSVP to come. We were just trying to like get a number to gauge, see, yeah. gauge how many seats that we have. But it looks like, yeah, right now we have like almost solid like 60 RSVPs. And I know like, and like you said, it's something that, you know, maybe someone's never been to a cabaret because it is a little different. It's just, it's, yeah, they're singing individual songs from Broadway and musicals and giving it, you know, either their own twist or their own take on it. Um, Like for instance, one of the songs that I'm singing is from Dear Evan Hansen. And in the context of the show, it's like totally warped. And if you don't know that, I'm not going to give away the storyline of Dear Evan Hansen if you haven't seen it out there but my twist on the the actual song is about loving someone that doesn't love you back only sees you as a friend and i'm like using that as a personal you know story that i'm telling the audience because you know i've all of growing up my best friends are straight men and like a lot of them you know when you're young you fall for someone that looks at you and says hey i love you as a friend but i don't love you that way and so this song that i'm singing for forever from dear evan hansen is this opportunity to take these words that maybe don't mean that way in that show, but to me, these words mean something different. Right, and what a great show to take something out of context in, because the context of Dear Evan Hansen is uh, challenging. To say <laughs> yes. Uh, problematic, maybe. <laughs> so, no, that, that's great. And, and like you said, it's not, it's not a play, it's not a narrative, but all of these songs kind of come together and coalesce around a theme or a message or an idea. Right. Yes. Yep. All of the songs chosen, all of us had 
the opportunity to give each other advice. We're doing duets. We're doing two group numbers. Our last number, I'm so excited about. I just watched the movie Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix, yes. and yep. we're doing Louder Than Words as our, our closing number, and it's it's so awesome. So a lot of the, the songs you know, get a little deep and then some of them are very like fun and playful, you know, just the, the different angles of love, whether it be like losing someone that you love or physically losing someone that you love or being in a, a situation that, you know, you shouldn't be in, but you love that person anyways. So, you know, it's just exciting to like, to see it all come together. Cause we're at the point where, you know, we're, we're all, you know, the songs are solid vocally. We're all there. Now we're just going to be working on, you know, blocking and making sure that the pianist, by the way, her name's Kate Hussey. Also a Stevens Point alumni. She's the new elementary school music teacher and she's phenomenal. But yeah, just seeing it all come together has been so awesome. What time is the cabaret? What do people need to know about getting there, buying tickets, anything like that? Well, we decided to make this a free event and we are accepting donations. We're like saying, you know, suggested donation of $20. Either way, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to donate, if you don't want to donate, it's all about just coming together and we are going to use the donations towards bulking up for Pride and making sure that we can have some expenses paid for for Pride. And then as well as once we become the 501c that we will become to get this NDP initiative off the ground. But yeah, so it's a free event. We will be serving for anyone over 21. We'll be having some white and red wine. And uh, yeah, it's about, I would say about an hour and a half show. We'll have a 15 minute intermission. It starts at 7.30. I don't know if I already said that. So that everyone can go to dinner before and then show up at seven and even show up a little early, whatever you'd like, have a little glass of wine, talk, and then we'll get the show started. And It'll be a blast. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Owen, oh, is there anything else about NDP or about the cabaret coming up that we haven't talked about that you think is important? Oh, no, we covered a lot. It's been great just, you know, talking it out. And yeah, and I would love to have you back on closer to Pride so that we can talk about, oh, yes. you know, not your first official Pride, but your first official, like, as a nonprofit and, and how mm -hmm. it is different and, and that kind of stuff. I know you have some big plans for this year, but just trying to, you know, ramp up towards doing you know, a bigger and better pride. So it'll be cool to have you back on and see how all of that comes to fruition. Yeah. I'm very excited about this year. I think 2022 is a year of like, you know, I always said that 2020 was like setting us up for a rebirth. And I think 2021, we just kind of, we just stayed in one place in that. Yeah. I don't like, a, like I don't want to use like a human birth, but like yeah, you stayed in the belly. Right. And now we're finally coming here, like come out of the belly and we're like, we're totally being rebirthed. I think, as a society and as people, we have this opportunity to, you know, take what we've learned in the last two years, the good, bad, and the ugly, and make some beautiful stuff. Well, with that, thank you so much for coming on, Owen, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.